This is a Blake Seven podcast. I'm your host Imogen, and I'm your other host Megan. And um, yeah, it feels like we've—it's been ages since we've recorded, but it hasn't. It's only been a week. Yeah, we did have a big chunk of time off in yeah. there, and I think yeah, we've been doing odd things. It's been kids' birthdays and yes, just stuff. you know, life's been getting in the way of us sitting around and, and shooting properly, shit and properly about geeking seven. out. Yes, I haven't done anywhere near enough geeking out. Like I'm behind on some of my other geek pods. Sorry. Oh, no. You can't. I'm listening to. Um, it's also freezing cold here in Australia, Stupid. even though it's August. And so normally I pod while I run, and I haven't been running the last couple of days. Also got um, my port out for my chemotherapy, so I can't run where right where the port goes is right where your sport bus It's a bit sore. Stupid. Press. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, yes, I don't know. Well, in all little cases. Yeah, we're, we're not fans at the moment. Yeah. Of those. Um, yeah, so we normally start off by opening some cards. We all make a game of skill. Your move, I think. Don't we? Oh, sorry, I just nearly choked on my coffee. So exciting. I'm having a hot drink today. We're not, it's not a boozer. Um, no, boozer it's, too, it's too early. Too early in the day. And also. Yeah. We're both giving up booze, aren't we? Sort of booze a host. 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 We actually did, we did it. Okay, for those of you who are not patrons, we did a um, bonus episode where we watched this episode. And, and did some commentary at the top of it and had a couple of drinks. But they, they, were, they were pretty, it wasn't anything. They the were raspberry beers. And they tasted bad and there wasn't enough alcohol in there. wasn't any alcohol It was my, my choice, my well, bad choice. I mean, it was good because it was still, you know, lunchtime and we didn't yeah. have to do our things. Yeah, yeah, had to do our kids and stuff like that so we weren't drunk at the end of it. But we do have to imbibe lots of alcohol for the episode two episodes since which one is it hostage oh god yes it is truly 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 dreadful it is a anyway. very very bad 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 episode although there's some it's going to be hilarious I think yeah it should be funny yeah, yeah. but it's one that i haven't watched i don't know anyway okay cards your turn first because <laughs> last time i got yeah last time you got a magic card. one i don't know if you're going to get enough oh, if that's going to happen again have we had we've had one signed one from this pack, so that, yeah. that's you. That's oh no, didn't done. we get David Bailey as well? No, that was from the last pack, I think. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, I've got accused Cinefar, the main title card, the, the spooky robot, robot, and Crantor and Villa. That's that's one of my favourite ones because I do yeah. love that episode. But yeah. yes, not, no, nothing special nothing in my special. packet. Okay, let's see what I've got here. Oh, Serverland. Oh, she's on. Um, space Freedom City. The Space City. I can't get Freedom City. Sarkov, Snarky Sarkov, Avalon, Trapped, which is from um, Star One. Star One, which is a great app. Travis Escapes. That's from today's episode. Yes, it is from today's episode. Yeah. So have we got that one yet? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we've got a couple times. Uh, we've got. We have got. I think. We, I think there's only one card in the. I, I went through them all. Yeah. Because again, if you don't know. Um, patrons, one dollar patrons. I am mailing out cards to you. I just posted one off today. So um, hey, dogs, dogs, Cosmo, Cosmo. They didn't specify which one they wanted, so I sent them Decimus because I think that's that's a cool card. It is a cool card. Um, but yes, if if you are a one dollar patron, just one dollar a month or per episode. I think it's a month. One dollar a month. You get um, your own personal trading card yeah. sent out with a little note from Megan and me and um, a fancy stick, a couple of fancy stickers that I got because I like I cannot resist stationery. Yeah, stationery is cool. Stationery is the best. Um, so because this is from today's episode, should I read the back of the Travis card for trial? 
Do you think that maybe that the program guide the would be jealous if you did that? I don't know, but I you know what? It's just sitting over there. Looking... It's too far away. Did I read? Yeah. Did I read from it last time? I read from it last. Yeah, we've read for a couple of times. It probably, said, it probably isn't going well, to. What we could do is we could do a compare and contrast. I wonder okay. how close they are. Okay, so there's the trial one, mm-hmm. and I'll do. I'll just. Do, I'll, I usually do the first couple of um, sentences of the trial. The thing. Travis on trial at space headquarters for the massacre of some of some fourteen hundred unarmed civilians. Some. A trial, a trial, yeah, a trial has, which has been rigged by service surveillance that Travis will be found guilty. Um, blah blah blah. Blake meanwhile is guilt stricken over the death of Gan and retreats to an uninhabited planet, making sure the crew can't find him. Yeah, I think this was actually a better um, better, synopsis. better synopsis. While the others debate whether he has abandoned them, Blake encounters Zill, an alien creature who warns him that they will be absorbed by the host. Orak learns that the entire planet is a single living organism that cleanses itself of surface parasites by consuming them. Hey, we don't even have to do the Zill bit now. It's done. Yeah, this is great. Zill is absorbed, but the crew managed to rescue Blake before he suffers the same fate. Blake decides to send a message to the Federation that he has not yet given up and launches a hit-and-run assault on Space Command headquarters. Ironically, this action allows Travis to make his escape. That's perfect because it does all it does is tell us the Zill section, which yeah. we don't give a shit about. Which we it's hate. fucking awful. And it's that means we and everybody do, hates it. Everybody hates it. And that means we can just do the trial <laughs> the bit. The trial part. Which is, is what we intended to do anyway. Yeah, we, we, I got here this morning and said, oh, well, let's not do this all bits. Yeah, let's just ignore that. Uh, because, I mean, just, I suppose we're launching into it now, aren't we? But just to sort of, we've had a little chat off mic about this before, but um, the whole point of the Zill thing is for Blake to, you know, have his little existential crisis and, and, you know, get his resolve back and come back. And um, uh, but it's just really badly executed. It's terrible. And you might want to talk yeah. a bit more about that while I just. I mean, I'm surprised they totally. And because the, the actual, uh, and because the actual card is a picture of Travis. Not a picture of Zill. And on the back, it's like I mean, there is a picture of Zill somewhere else. Yeah, there's, there, not, there's yeah. a card that has Zill on it. So just how, in, in your own words, how would you describe Zill? <laughs> We've been trying <laughs> to work out she's, how to describe a, it. She's, she's a walking body stocking, basically. That's true. A walking body stocking with. Um, a chicken nugget stuck to a forehead. Yeah, a bit of loaf yeah. in Star Trek terminology. A crispy chicken nugget. You know one of those yeah. ones that's got yeah, like... Yeah, like, uh, like a beer battered, a sort of twice fried with panko crumbs. Yes, yes, panko yeah. crumbs rather than with, you know, Normal bread crumbs or butter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she's terrible. And the I mean, way she distinguishes herself as being an alien is to sort of flick her tongue in and out. Like a lizard. And, and she's got sort of bent little hands and she sort of leaps. And she's clearly a properly trained actor. And probably, probably a very a good actor. As well. Yeah, but just oh, the stuff she's given to work with is just dreadful. It's terrible. It's terrible in every in every way. And yeah. it's, I mean, we could talk about the, the the entire Zill section as a whole because it smash cuts back and forth between Liberator, cuts. Planet where Blake is, and the trial. Yeah, and on you. So you've got the Planet where Blake is, and that hits just him interacting with Zill. Um, but while he's down on the planet, you have uh, a discussion between basically between the crew, saying that they. Whether or not they want to bugger off, basically, and leave yeah. them down there, and it's quite it's quite an interesting discussion because Avon's just all gung ho to go, um, and Kelly is very silent about it all. I think you know it's funny, you know. I think that Kelly is feeling almost as guilty as Gan, uh, as um, Blake about Gan, because she's one of the ones who sort of pushes for the attack on control. Yeah, that's probably true, isn't it? Yeah, so she's not she's not says she doesn't say very much in this episode at all. Yeah. And no, she's, she's pretty good. She's underutilized in this episode as well, really. But except that, um, except towards the end when they bring Blake up, because Avon puts it all on her. 
She does. Well, which I think is a good thing because... Um, she's the one who really wants him back. Yeah. Well, she's pretty much the only one in the entire crew who wants him back. Yeah. Oh, Jenna is ups and downs. About yeah. And, I mean, again, another hint, because Jenna is sort of portrayed throughout the entire series as being this staunch Blake supporter. supporter. But whenever Avon gets it into his head that he wants to bugger off. Yeah. Uh, she gives she, it a good long she gives think. It, she thinks about it. She's not She's not willing to put a put a, put, a, put all of her, I don't know, put all of her liberators in one tank. I don't yeah. Know, that was a bad that doesn't work. Put all of her Aurax <laughs> on one um, flight deck. On one, on one little wheelie stand, which is what Aurax lives on. I don't know, that wheelie stand. It's like so it's, it's a catering <coughs> stand or something that it's it gets like wheeled around thing. on. You use in surgery to pull your instruments yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it's probably what it is too. I'm sure that's what it is. Anyway, um... But the thing, the interesting thing about Jenna is that she thinks about buggering off with Avon, but I think only in the context that she thinks that Blake might be running out on them. Yeah. That he might have a ship waiting and he's not really marooning himself on the planet, that he might just be buggering off. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why he would do that because no. there can't be a better ship to go to and he's still, you know, technically in command of the place. And yeah. Avon's warned him that, you know, some they'll all leave him if he doesn't, you know, get it. Right, mm. from here on in. There, I mean, um, the one thing about the whole bit, this whole Zill bit and the whole Blake plot is that um, there's a there are just some clangers from Avon. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, there's one bit where they're, they're, they're sort of, Blake sort of, just before he leaves the ship, sort of stalks through, um, the, stalks through the flight deck and Jenna's kind of, oh, you know, it's getting worse for him, isn't it? Blah, blah. And then yeah. Blake and then Avon just sort of... It's getting worse for him, isn't it? Guilt does that. What would you know about guilt? Only what I've read. So many lines from Blake Seven that I use as well. Yeah. And because it's so obscure, obscure to most people that I know, you know, oh, what do you know about blah, blah? You know, how, how do you I only know what I've read. <laughs> and it's just, they're just perfectly <laughs> like what I've read. That, that is a great line. Mm. Um, and, but that takes place in the Liberator, and the stuff that's happening on the Liberator is not too bad. No, it's, not, it, it, it's good to see the crew interact with each other without Blake there. Yeah, I mean, and I that's where the exposition too of what's actually happening on the planet happens. The planet, there's a yeah, living organism that's digesting everything on the surface, including Blake. And, you know, Avon says Blake hasn't got that long because Aurax yeah. sort of gives an estimate of how long the process will take. Um, and, yeah, so they do sort of collaborate on a technological solution to get him back. And they rescue him. And the other thing that's interesting about this whole thing as well is that Blake leaves a message with Aurax, but he doesn't – this is a nice little interaction as well because yeah. um, Aurax the one who teleports Blake down because they teleport and then Zero is the control so no one knows exactly where he is so they can't just teleport him back up again, which is what I thought. I said, why did you just teleport him back up again? Zero um, the control. Anyway. So no one knows exactly where on the planet he is. And um, – they but ask. They crazy. ask. Right. That's crazy because they can just. Oh, I suppose because he hasn't got his bracelet on. Either, that's yeah. why. That's why. That's um, why they need to locate him. So the other, the other one is the. Um, uh, yes, yeah, they ask Orak what, what he's doing, and Orak says, "Without the proper data recall code, um, which we were discussed when we were watching yeah, password." Well, the password. Like <laughs> <laughs> sixty nine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Like 69 exclamation mark if you want extra security. <laughs> Big floppy green coat, 69. Yeah, that's right. Let me uh, say, yeah, flop, flop, floppy leather sleeves. Yeah. Floppy leather sleeves, 69 yeah. exclamation mark. 69, 420. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah, he, and, and they all say, so without the proper data recall code, I can't tell you what he's doing. And... It turns out that the proper data recall code is just asking if you left a message. Oh, no, I don't think that that's what – I think that that's that asking if you left a message, that comes from Zen, not Aurac. So I think Aurac still doesn't ever give it up as to what they're doing. Oh, yeah, doing. you're right, you're right. That, that's and right. so then Villa says, oh, you know, 
We're not talking quite a lot about the Zilpa. Well, there's not everything that happens on the planet. We're not talking about that anymore. No, fine. Liberator's fine. Liber- so um, Villa says, "I wish Gain was here," and Avon poo-poos that. But um, but Villa makes a good point. He he, he was straightforward yeah. and not always expecting to be double crops. And he'd he just cut straight to the chase and not you know not second guess everything. And that's what and that's what, that's what Kelly says. If 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 Ga- Kelly says to Villa, if Gain was here, what would he ask Korag? And um, Villa just goes, well, something simple. Did you leave us any message? And that's how the message comes up, which I love. I love that because it's just like they didn't ask if there was a message. Yeah, that's right. That, they don't care about him. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, no, they It's are. a total accident that it came up. Except that Villa does seem genuinely a bit lost without Blake. Oh, I, think that... I think that Villa, it's interesting. Or is, is... I, I've been, cause, because we, the next episode up is called Killer and I've been watching that this morning. And um, there's a nice little bit there between Villa and Avon about their feelings about Blake. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, when we get to I better watch that again because yeah, I don't remember that a bit. bit. Um, in any case, all this, all this occurs. They have, they're having yeah, discussions oh, about leaving. And, and, and then Blake pops up on the view screen and, and has this really self-indulgent, you know, we just need time to think and I've got to go down and discover myself. And, yes. You know, I was so stupid and wrong and blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah. It's terrible. It's really bad and really self-indulgent. And very, and, and very, and very passive-aggressive as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I just love how, um, yeah, he finishes the message and Callie, oh, was it Callie or Villa says he really does care about us? Yes. And Aon just says, you bought that? <laughs> and Callie says, and didn't you? Everything but the self-pity, that was real enough. And yeah. I'm, I'm totally on Avon's side on this one. I think that there's, a, there's an element of both. I think that Blake is an unconscious, he's an unconscious manipulator as well as a conscious one. Yeah. Um, and he does actually, he actually does need people, he does need to think that people care about him. Right. Um, and I think that Villa and Gan and Callie do care about him. I think that um, Avon and Jenna and um, don't necessarily. Well, they do depending on, I think, I think Jenna does, but anyway. And, and, but that's they don't, they're not in the same way. Not, not There's not this unconditional hero, hero worship that, um, yeah. that Gan had and not the, admiration for a fellow warrior that Callie has and not the this guy's big and strong yeah, yeah. technique that Villa has. So Because Callie's definitely a freedom fighter yeah, as well in yeah. the same way as Blake is. So they've got that in common, whereas Jenna's not so much a freedom fighter as a self, self resistor. A resistor. She, I mean, she, she doesn't like the status quo. She can't do what she wants to do under the status quo, so yeah, she'll fight against it. she's not actually a freedom fighter. Like, she doesn't actually – she's not political about it. She's just like, yeah. I reckon I should be able to smuggle and trade and do whatever, and so here I am. But um, – yeah, so anyway, all that happens on the river, they get Blake back. Um, has a little slide whistle at the end, which we'll talk about when we get to the end. Yes. <laughs> but they're, while they're back on the river, they discuss the fact that they need to restore their legend because Gan's death has made everyone realise that they're fallible um, and then they come up a plan to attack Space Command. So that's the end of that section. But I do love that how at the end it was, it was like, you're saying it's time to stop. You are saying it's time to stop, aren't you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think it's even Jenna saying, no, it's too late. You're saying it's too late to stop. You know, we have to keep finish what we started. Yeah, and then Blake's like, no, there's a better time to stop. And that's the interesting thing. He says, no, there will be a better time when we have, returned, when we have restored our Religion, legend is when we can stop. Says, yeah, that's right. Mm. So, so that, that's why they plan this attack on Space Command. Which brings us round to the good part of the episode. I know, Ray. How long take that, it, We've took it, taken 20 minutes. Sorry. 20 minutes to get to the good bit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, and um, that starts at um, Space Command headquarters. With two dudes. Circling Donut. Two do Two um, Federation guards. Two troopers. Two grunts who are guarding a door. And this is just 
And like this is where I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wax the record for a minute. It's so good. Mm. It's just such a great scene. These two guys, one it's of them's great called... world building par and I forget who the other one's called. I can't remember his name. Do we ever get his name? No, I'm not sure. Don't think we, we ever get his name. Oh, I'd tell you might who might tell us. The program guy might yeah, tell you. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, uh, but yeah, they're discussing. Um, well, they're discussing how much they don't want to be doing the job. Well, the, the younger guy or the taller redhead guy, they're both about the same age. Yeah. It's just they're talking about how it's a boring job. And Pa, who's the one who we get to know a bit better, yeah. is saying it's the a pretty ones. good job actually really. I mean, you've got this this option or you've got, you know, up to your neck in mud and lasers, he says later Slime on. Slime and lasers, dying. yeah. Um, and, but it's obvious that the redhead guy is like a gung-ho and he wants to go out and kill people and be a federation once this an action. Yeah, whereas Pa's the seasoned trooper who's done tours with uh, tours and been in wars and whatever. Mm. And um, they're just having this little discussion in front of this door, and then two people turn up who we recognise from the um, season one. Are they? Are they in that season? Are they in season one with? Um... Yes, it's the first episode with um, non-cosplay Travis. Okay, Rontaine and Fontaine and Burkle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're discussing the hiring of Travis. That's right. They are too. I remember now. And, and... Um, Burkle, this is Senator Burkle and Secretary Rontaine. Uh, and the, the Secretary Rontaine is sort of a the personal representative of the president. Yeah, and Burkle's a senator in the whatever council. whatever the equivalent of the uh, Senate is for some them. bureaucrat babble. You know, I'm this this and this and this and this ex officio member of the high whatever. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like. I mean. It's pretty obvious that there is some form of parliament. Yeah, or advisory body to the president. It sounds to me like, yeah. A ministry. Yeah, but, um, yeah, the High Council. Anyway. So they um, turn up. But unelected, I would suggest. And they're chatting about about Servaline. You can hear them. Oh, but before that, aren't the two guards talking about guarding the tribunal and and how Travis broke the rules and yeah. passed it and he's like, the rules? He's like, which rules? He's like, and passed it, the only ones that matter. Ours. It's like Space Command runs the Federation. Yes. Everybody knows that. So it's, it's, a, it's a real good little world-building thing about how potentially this president and the High Council and these two bureaucrat, bureaucrat faces yes. are actually straw men. Like, they're not is that, that the right way of saying it? They're actually not, not sure. that powerful. Yeah, figureheads. They're, 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 they're figureheads. more figureheads, yeah, yeah. The Parliament and the President are there to make people think they're in a democracy. Yeah, or think they're in something that's a bit more legitimate than a military dictatorship. Which is basically what Pass says it is. It's a military dictatorship. The military runs the Federation. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a pretty big, you know, mic drop from Parr mm. to explain all of that in the one go and just to sort of really, really concisely explain how the Federation works. Yeah, yeah. From a um, bit part actor. And Parr, interestingly, goes on to be Tosh in the bill. For many, many, many seasons. So many years. I love Tosh. She's yeah, at home in school. Right. We watched the bill. Yeah. It got really bad. Before, the, before, before the bill went weird. Before they started putting plots about the cases. Yeah, of just having people times. partner up and fall in love and stuff. It's not meant to be like it that. It wasn't they meant to be a soap opera. Bottle, bottle episode be... after bottle episode they after bottle like, episode. That's what it was meant to be. They side, had a formula. Side issue bill cast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They used to do two stories in half an hour. Yeah. 15 minutes. And they were they were mostly clangers. They were really great. good twists. And it was yeah. just it, all it was was just solid police work. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. Real Bobby and then stuff. suddenly they all started having drama. Yeah, it's certainly like drama. Um, anyway, fuck that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just want police procedural and nothing else. That's Thank right. You. That's right. Um, which is why we loved um, Mission to Destiny. Yes. Um, anyway, so then Rontaine and Burkle turn up, and uh, get let in. Uh, Rontaine looks at these two troopers askance and passes. So security is voice print linked and he 
does his voice thing and then Burkhold tries to follow him in and gets guns pointed at him and he freaks out. It's, it's meant to be a little bit of comic relief, I guess. It is, but it's also meant to show that... Um, Space Command runs the Federation. Command, and, yeah, and he, he said, I thought, I thought he was going to do something weird. Oh, you, 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 could, have you could have shot him. So it shows that they actually can, if you don't follow yeah. the rules, then you can get shot no matter who you are by, by um, a trooper from, from Space Command. For, I, I regret then we get yeah. another couple of minutes of them chatting about um, stuff. And in the um, don't they chat in the hearing room before everybody goes in? No, no, no. They haven't. Uh, they have, no, we haven't got to that point yet. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, it's still on the two guys. Oh yeah. This yeah. scene goes for a not long that, time, not as long yeah. as we're talking about it. I don't think. But yeah, um, it not as long on. as it probably should, given how much time we've spent <clears> on planet saliva. Planet <laughs> saliva. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, after the after the secretary and guy go in. Uh, a beautiful man, a beautiful older man, um, turns up and he's got this beautiful, it's a magnificent suit, sort of silver collar with the big oh, that's right, logo yeah. on the side. It's a great costume. And he's an admiral in, in the fleet, Galacticate fleet. Exactly. Yes, he's beloved Galacticate fleet. Fleet Same Warden, Seymour, that's his name. That's right. And, they, and the, the two guys sort of go at attention as soon as they see him. Blazing, heck, look at this. Blazing, oh, look at this. Oh, uh, blimey. He's <laughs> <laughs> channeling a bit of cost there. That's right. But, um, he comes in and, and, um, and he announces himself, obviously knowing that it's voice print link. He's got, he doesn't have to be informed. He yeah. knows all that stuff already. Because um, he's military as well. And they let him in and he's Fleet Warden Seymour and he's the arbiter, which basically means the, the big judge. Yeah. And um, they're like, oh, my God, it's old star killer. Star like, killer. Which, I mean, why? Who kills stars? Uh, I don't know. Talk, talk to the people who write. Killer on the stars? Killer, I don't know. Star, is it star killer? I think that was the original name for Luke Skywalker. Star Killer? Oh. Yeah, there's like a whole. S- don't at me, please. No, I am don't. a Star Wars fan. Just don't at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't at me because I'm not a Star Wars fan. I, <laughs> this is EU Star Wars, and it's all since been scrapped. So don't at me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Star Killer was the original name of Luke Skywalker. Anyway, and there is actually a character called Star Killer in Star Wars oh. who had a whole comic series as well. Oh. Um, but that's. A subject for a different podcast. No, I just, in any case, Old Starkiller is um, is Fleetwood and Seymour, and he's going to be the arbiter. And um, the, the the two guys are a bit shocked by this. Arbiter at a, at a cruddy court martial, they say. We at know a it's a cruddy court martial. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to Severland. Yes. And she acknowledges that Seymour is Seymour a difficult man. is a difficult man, and she's talking she's- to Major Thania. Who's, who's another very beautiful woman. Got a similar look to Servalan in the severe short hair, very slender, but she's wearing another awesome costume. Man, I want all of the things that people yeah, wear in this, this one. Is a I just really want good, to. Like costume cast, like one, like fashion cast. High, stiff collars and fitted things. And Thania's got a beautiful skirt split down the middle that shows off her legs. Boots. Yeah. Um, beautiful stiletto heels. Yeah. Boots. Um, and but and it, looks, it looks at the same time military and imposing, but also incredibly elegant. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's funny because I don't think that Servland's dressing this one is is, a, is anywhere near as good as normal. It's no, like it's a pinafore, pinafore, pinafore isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if that's just because she's dressing a bit less sexy because it's a, you know, there's a tribunal on which somebody's head's going to be on the block, and that's the right thing to do. Maybe, maybe they just needed to come down from the gecko dress in the last episode. Yeah, that's true too. Or insane. Yeah. Um, or she, I mean, she's a bit of a desk jockey in this one. She doesn't go anywhere. That's true. She'll be up and go anywhere. So you don't really, um, you, you don't really have to see the full outfit. I think yeah. you only see a stand up once. So that's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so they have this chat, chat, chat about what's going to happen in the tribunal, and it becomes apparent that 
Thania is really working for Serverland. Well, well, she's, she's, I mean, she's military appointed defence counsel. Like for Travis. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like having legal aid, I guess. But they're talking about how the reason why she's gotten Starkiller to be the arbiter is because he's roundly respected by everyone, even yeah. though he's a difficult person. He's extraordinarily upright and moral. And, and the verdict won't be questioned. Yes. And um, so while there's some risks about having him because he's difficult. Oh, no, I think there's risks. I think the implication of difficult is because he's honest. That's right. the difficulty with it. Right. Um, but, I mean, the only reason that um, Serbone's appointed him is because one thing that becomes abundantly clear as soon as the trial starts is that Travis is as guilty as fuck. Yeah, that's right. And um, the only reason he's not been um, prosecuted up to now is because of Serverland. She's been protecting him. Yeah, and she's ta- she's withdrawn that p- protection. So um, in any case, we, we work out by the end of it. That's funny because they're talking about this the whole way through and it's the last line of that little scene where you find out that Thani is the defence counsel yeah, and not the prosecutor. Right. And you're because th- th- we know that Serverland wants Travis dead. Because of what happened with the Blake inquiry, with the Blake, um, with the control. Yeah. Um, she wants a scapegoat. She wants, she wants a scapegoat. She wants Travis out of the way. And he wants him unable to testify against her if there happens to be any sort of proceedings against her. Yeah. For turning off control's defences. Yeah. And then letting Blake and get away. And Blake escape. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she's hired, she's paid off Farnia to be the defence, which means she's going to try and make it as... Travis goes in, sits down. He does like, this weird little quick march. <laughs> and there's a guy <laughs> behind him. You have to do this. Prisoner and escort reporting as ordered. Quick march. He chews on that one for a while. <laughs> it's like it's the only one he gets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep, he makes sure it gets heard. We all, we all remember him by the end of the episode. <laughs> and then Travis marches in and he marches about four steps. Yes. Like with, you know, high knees and all the rest of it going on. It's, it's a it's bit ridiculous. really weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, uh, dun dun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's funny music to it too. The, the, the court, and then we get we see the courtroom. The courtroom's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a good set. It's a really good set. I think we talk about it in the bonus episode quite a bit where it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just beautiful. It looks nice, yeah. I'd, I'd sit on, happily sit on a bench in a courtroom like that. Yeah. Were I ever to become a judge. Also, I mean, all, the, all, the, all the chairs look pretty comfy. Yeah, they do. There's not very many, not very much space for the people who are watching, though. Burkle and um, Rontaine. Which would be usual for a court martial. You yeah. wouldn't have many people watching You wouldn't a think court that, that would be good. The courtroom, and we have a little bit of. Um, we get to hear the judgment program again. Yes, same is, from episode one. And uh, judgment program Jenkin ones. Like, why Jenkin? What's the Jenkin mean? Most of the guy program. Can somebody add us up about that? Because I don't it's understand. All, well, it's all about Jenkin one oblique three. Like, what is that? It's it's the version, the updated version. Is it Jenkin oh, one okay. oblique? It's like right. ten point one point oh. Oh, okay. Minecraft mods, whatever. It, it, it's a, it's an actual, like they have, they obviously have to update it every now and then. Obviously, <laughs> have to, fix to make sure it's just. I wonder if they, I wonder if they have like to get beta better, testers to get some better justice into it. <laughs> beta testers to test to eliminate all the anti-justice bugs. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So it, it's it's having a little chat too to everybody, and then um, uh, and then all sorts of bit, bit there's, a lot of, there's a lot of courtroom procedural stuff going yeah, on. So it's all, it's all defense, very convincing def- and cool. Actually, yeah. I enjoy it a lot. It's it, it's obviously. And they've, um, they've nicely tweaked the language of it too. You know, is the defence um, would the defence like, like to take this time to make an opening declaration? And Thania says we reserve our opening declaration, and then it's prosecution data shall you know be yeah. commenced. And and the prosecution data starts off, and it's like you know, uh, death and one, just you know, cause of death and death certification for fourteen hundred people. And, and Thania, Thania objects because yeah, she wants them to have 
I'll pop that in there actually. Yeah, sure. And, and then, Question of ending. And um, uh, what's his name? Wrong time. Starkiller. Yeah. Starkiller goes, Why the fuck yeah. do you want, want us to Why do we listen to all this shit? All these, you know, what is that? 14,000 corpses. 1,400 corpses. Um, which is a little bit heartless because these corpses had families and things, I imagine. But yeah. anyway. But then Brontane um, and um, uh, Burkle have tell. A little, have a little aside. Don't why, about why that, that want that. Because Servine wants her to do that so that the. Um, oh, he specifies that. The computer is the person who is going to find Travis guilty or not guilty. Yeah. And that everyone no agrees that. that he's going to be found guilty because he did do it. Yeah. But. The sentence is, is determined by the three dudes sitting at the front, which is funny because two of them say nothing at two, all. Two of them just blank Starkiller yeah, and say nothing, there. and have nothing. less fancy outfits than him. Yeah, slightly less fancy outfits. Um, but yeah, so they're they're responsible for the sentence, um, and obviously it's not a it's not a preconceived death sentence. It's not it a mustn't be, but that's crazy anyway. Yeah, you, I mean, you would think crazy. that a court martial of this level it would be automatic death sentence, but I mean, unless yeah, I don't know anyway. Yeah. I'll vote for execution. So anyway, um, so they want to hear they they want Servine wants them to hear the details, the gory details of all of the deaths, so that the people who are responsible for the sentencing will go, okay, this guy killed this many people in this particular way. I think he deserves to die as well. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's, it's and, the, and they're like, oh, she's outmaneuvered us. That, no, that's not it. That's not the end of the. No, day. No, then we get to the end of the um, the end of that first day of sessions. Um, we get uh, a close in on Rontane and, and Burkle talking with each other in the empty courtroom, which is also nice. It's like it's a bit of a West Wing walk-in yeah, thing yeah, 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 where yeah. they walk up behind the seats of the judges and have a chat about how this is a bloody awful yeah, thing to be happening. circus. Because it comes out that they're trying to get rid of Serverland. Yeah. Um, or the president is a bit anxious about Serverland. Yes. Um, Serverland's uh power grabbing or you know uh, yeah yeah her grabs for power yeah they're worried about the fact that servo is basically aiming to take over from the president that's they were getting a hint of that right now yeah and um uh they're like oh you know surely they can give travis a stay of execution so that he can give evidence in, give the, blank against him in the blank inquiry and um you know travis uh, picked travis and it's like oh but the president picked Serverland. Mm. But after this big convicted mass murderer. It's like, oh, so she's outmaneuvered us once again. <laughs> anyway, it is funny. It's that doesn't seem terribly difficult to outmaneuver these two. No. But anyway. And, yeah, then it cuts back to, to the serverland who's watching all of this. And she yes, just, she's she watching all of Pathetic. <laughs> which is true. Pathetic. It is um, pathetic, but it's, uh, also, it's also highly amusing. Yeah. Um, but then we get – and that's – then we get in uh, – Tanya comes in. And this is where I first noticed the lovely lighting – Oh, yes, that yes, yes, that's right. I remember we had pastel lighting right. in the background. Yeah, that's right, which sort of breaks up the real monoto- monochrome yeah. black and white that is the rest of Serverland's outfit and office and Thania's yeah, outfit. Know, it's, it's the first time I know because you don't really get to see that side of the office very often. I mean, there are a couple of points later on in this season where you do because um, of the whole business with Star One. Oh, but, yes. Um, this is the first time you really see that area. Yeah, and it yeah. is. It's a really pretty office. I'd, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd work, work there. there. Yeah, it's nice. Um, um, but yeah, she's basically debriefing with Sanya, and Sanya is talking about how Travis is behaving oddly. He's just yeah. sitting there and staring into space, not even listening. Yeah. And then Sanya catches Servlin on this, and she's just like, "Oh, did anybody else mention anything?" Because there's not meant to be a camera in there. It's basically. meant to be a secret session, as like most court martials are not open to the public. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, oh, the guard commander's report mentioned something. So she's clearly making it up, yeah. clearly making stuff up. Um, anyway, Dania sort of lets that one squish past. 
And um, then uh, she's like, I wonder what's up. Uh, it's almost as if he was drugged. And Richard said, oh, no, you couldn't risk a mistrial. Well, yes. And Sally's like, well, then what? Um, um, and then, yeah, Sally says, you're representing him. You, you find you out. You better find which, out. Which is the uh, spark for the next bit of plot that happens. Which is so cool. Um, and the next bit of plot that happens is uh, you come, we come to see Travis in his cell. Yeah. And he's lying down looking a bit depressed. And the door opens and uh, there's Pa. Yes. And Pa comes in. It's quite amusing, actually, because it's like um, Pa comes in and says, this is a fall on surveillance. He's pretty familiar. It's like, and yeah. it's obvious that Pa knows Travis, basically, what it comes yeah. down to. And Travis sort of stands up and starts treating him really shitty. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like stand to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm off duty, sir. He's like, well, I'm not. That's good, yeah. <laughs> um, I gather you're tired of your freedom. I'm a 20-year man, sir. I wouldn't recognise freedom if I fell over it. And then he's in a stand of attention. He's like, you know, what are you doing, Pa? You know, what are you doing here, Pa? Be faithful to Pa, not how I really see either of us. It's so good. And he's like, brought you something, sir. And um, He brings out a, a bottle, which he's got red for his, on. Yeah, reaches for his pocket and Travis grabs his arm, thinking he's going for a, a side arm. Yeah, um, Travis is super paranoid, but, you know, understandably. Yeah, absolutely. He's being totally set up. Yeah. Or has been told. And so he pulls out, yeah. It's a it's a hip flask. It's a cool hip flask. I want one of these hip flasks. Hip flask of red cordial though. Yeah, red yeah. cordial. Which is apparently good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> won't go blind drinking that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so he's like, okay, have one with me. And so he, he makes gets, he makes makes pa drink a bit, drink a bit, and then um and, then, and, and then just watches him waiting for him to keel over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sure it's not poisoned. And I go, oh, thank you, sir. That is good stuff. And then he says, right. Basically, fuck off now. Yeah, thanks for the drink, no bugger off. Fuck off. Um, and um, he starts drinking the drink. But, and, oh, just, and this last little bit's just fantastic. Because um, when um, Pa first comes in, he says that there's a fault on surveillance. And Travis, um, he's the, guard, the guard's a friend of mine, he says. And Travis says, well, I will put, put you and your friend on report. Yeah. Um, before he's, oh, Pa sort of gets upset and says, oh, what about the report? And Travis says... Uh, oh, sir, Pa, the report, sir. No one would believe it. And like just oh, he shines so well in this yeah, episode, yeah. and the next episode we see him in his hostage. Uh, yeah, which is dreadful. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like funny. Yeah. Um, so, so cut to Pa and Thania out in the corridor. Oh, that's right. And she says, "Oh, did you give it to him?" Or similarly, you realise that Thania is the one who set all this up. Hmm. And uh, thank you for doing that. And he says, "With respect, Major, I didn't do it for you." And you get a little indication of what it was like to serve under Travis, which is basically right. a really interesting thing from Pa. You know, you always he, he he you could always count. He said there was nothing good about him apart yeah. from the fact was that he, he hard, wouldn't get you killed yeah. unnecessarily. He was hard, and Fanny says, "But fair." He's like, "Nah." <laughs> he was hard, but fair. No, not often, anyway. But you could rely on him to get you not not to get you killed unnecessarily. And Major Thania says, oh, I guess that's something. And passes Major when you're up to your neck in slime and lasers. That's everything. So, yeah, he gets some great dialogue, it's doesn't such, he? He's such a good actor. Yeah. I wonder if this is like a resume for when he got on to build. I wonder too. Because, again, he also up, shines in this. Um, um, but at the end of that, she sort of says, did, did he do it? And Pa went, yep. Yeah, he gave the orders. We, we just, just did the shooting. <laughs> so it transpires that Pa was actually there. Yeah, Pa was one of the people who was being yeah, doing the shooting. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a bit chilling as well, Yeah, I guess. Because you sort of, at this point, you have really got to like Pa as yeah, well. Like yeah, he, that's right. He's so sympathetic and you really, um, 
Yeah, you, you feel like you're his friend, you're yeah. his mate. And yeah. then you work out, oh, he was oh, he murdered a whole bunch of people. He, he massacred Basically a war criminal. Yes. Nice. Um, um, yeah, so anyway. He was just following orders. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, it's, it is it is very chilling to see sort of that. And, and that's, again, I have to talk about this at the end, the overarching um, theme of this episode, or at least the trial part, is that, you know, the, the corruption of the Federation. Yeah is endemic and reaches everywhere and yeah. affects everyone yeah. to a point where it, it, is a, it is a system that is broken and needs to go down, which, yeah. is, which, I mean, up to this point, you know, you've seen... We haven't necessarily been convinced of Yeah, that. you've seen lots of yucky, crappy things that the Federation has done, but you could, you could conceivably explain it away a bit, you know. Look, that person was happy or this person yeah, didn't. Yeah, and yeah, if they have right. just, you know, put their heads down and not... Everyone's on drugs, but they seem to be having a nice time. Exactly. A bit <laughs> like Brand New World. Yeah, know? yeah, they're that's all, right. They're all, they're all off yeah, their heads on right. Soma, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Soma's a thing in this one too. I mean, they probably a lot of stuff. Oh, um, yeah. It's just yeah. across the board. Yeah. Filching from other things. Yeah. But um, so what happens next anyway? So then she goes in to see um, Travis, hoping that he'll be drunk enough to tell her what the problem is or give some hints of why. I think that must be it. You think that's it? I think well I think she wanted she wanted to see if Pa would get anything out of him. Right. Um which he didn't because he wasn't gonna do that anyway. Right. And then she also just want he, she wanted him to be more relaxed. So, so that she would, would find out what he's planning. Exactly. Yeah. And okay, I'll, um, I'll buy, I'll buy unfortunately that. Travis doesn't get drunk on just one flask of red cordial. Yeah, yeah. So um she sort of walks in and, and he immediately accuses her of doing it. Specifically, yeah. he just he throws the bottle at her and she catches it. Good catch, yeah, it's a good catch too. And um, that's another great line too. She's like, Travis, you know, she tries to reason with him and he's like, Get out! Yeah. And um, he's like, You lack subtlety, major, which is another thing that I like saying too to people who are, you know, being obvious, being obvious <laughs> bastards. You lack subtlety. Um, so, so yeah. yes, it, that's an awesome scene too. Mm-hmm. And then, then we go next day in the trial, and they've got to the end of the trial, and um, Thania sort of stands up and says, "Like we're going to give, I'm going to give the opening declaration now." So she starts, uh, she starts her opening declaration, which is your pretty bog standard thing about mitigating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very, it's, it's it was a, it's, it's with a very real sense of waste. Yeah, perhaps even yeah. A tragedy. tragedy. And then Travis just leaps to his feet and goes, "No, no!" And there's a big scene now where where Thania. They have a shouting match in front of the arbiter, and the arbiter gets shitty and says, oh, "Well, yeah. I have this reduced to a common troopers brawl." Brawl, yeah, it's a great line too. And she, and, and um, Thania and Travis go off to the side to have a quick. He says, "Defense may consult." And, and Travis basically says, "Look, I want to do the opening declaration. I don't want you to do it." And she's, "Are you insane?" Out. He says, "You're not going to." I'm trying to save your life. That is as close to quietly as I'm prepared I to go. I'm trying to save your life, Travis. You'll be better occupied trying to save your own, Thania. Majors can die quite anonymously, and your involvement in this fiasco makes your life expectancy only slightly longer than my own. Oh, that's just like, really, yeah. He knows. He, he knew from the very beginning yeah. that Thania was not on his side. Um, so she gets to, she sits down, he stands up and does this fantastic speech. Yeah, which um, is all about how he is trained, the Federation trained him, and if he killed all those people, then... And he's guilty of that. Then so so are all the senior officers. Yeah, and he says, you know, a, federa- a, a, a federation trooper is trained to react instinctively, instinctively. Yeah. and you guys trained me instinctively yeah, to, to do kill exactly this. Other people. Yeah. Um, and that's your fault. Yeah, and so if I'm guilty, so are you. Yeah. And you need to see. You have to look at the entire system. 
Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, I, I, Travis doesn't really give a shit about anyone else, but no. it, it, this is obviously very it's, insightful on his yeah, part. Yeah, it's his last sort of, he wants to get... On Sir Castle, I, I reacted as I was trained to react. I was an instrument of the service. So if I'm guilty of murder, of, of mass murder, then so are all of you. Fleet wouldn't say more. The Avatar, Starkiller, is obviously a bit bothered by this. Tells yes. him to sit down. Yes. Um, they run the judgment program. The judgment program finds him guilty as fuck. Yeah. Judgment program, oblique one, yeah, guilty yeah. as fuck. Yeah, that's um, right. And then the, the three guys on the dais retire to consider sentence. Then we get a scene with Serverland uh, and Vanya. Where Serverland goes basically off. tears Vanya a new one. <laughs> She's like, um, you know, how did you not know? I thought he'd given up. Travis, like, Travis knew. He's um, really is a pity he's got to die. Yeah. It really is a pity he's got to die. He's so much better than anything I've got left. From the for the very first moment of this series, when we first see him in um, what's a weapon? Yeah, um, she has been fucking with his head Cosplay the entire Travis, time. Yeah, um, it's her fault that he's a mess, a mess. And yeah, she could have, if she treated him better, then he wouldn't have done this. Yeah, and it's just, it's just. I don't know. I mean, I know I, I shouldn't be sympathetic towards either of them because they're both fucking they're horrible both murderers. But, um, but yeah, you do feel a lot of sympathy for. Travis, and you feel uh, I felt nostalgic for the relationship that has now been lost between the two of them. Yeah, that's true. Because um, they did, there was a really nice dynamic, I think, between yeah. um, Jacqueline Pierce and Brian Crutcher as well. They just yeah. they had a really good each of the Travises. Yeah, um, um, the Liberator, because the Liberator is going to make up. Avon's made a detector shield, which I forgot to mention before, which yeah. is like basically the Blake 7 version of a cloak. Yeah, it's a cloaking um, device. And it me- this means that they can make the attack on Space Command without getting detected until the last minute. So um, they're all tense and do 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 They're about to run. do 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 Dudley Simpson's music. That's right. The double bass. Um, the, uh, the double bass of the attack run. And um, uh, then I think that um, Blake goes up to Avon and says about the detector device or the cloaking device. He's like, can we rely on it? And Avon just says, I thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> and then they see, um, they get a test run. A couple of pursuit ships turn up and then just fly straight past them. And Villa goes, Avon's gadget works. And then you get a little bit of it with Avon going, no. Major technological achievement, Avon's gadget works. Like a certain style. <laughs> Um, so yeah. anyway, they, then they have the tech run. Tech run's going to be another 15 minutes, and, 15 minutes and 30 seconds. How long till I see it? 15 minutes and 25 seconds or some, yeah, yeah. some such time frame. Then we go back to the courtroom and uh, uh, Travis is standing up for attention to be sentenced and the arbiter talks about how what he said Troubled them troubling. greatly. Um, but, but, he, but, but, but basically, no, the, your behaviour was a savage, un, as, like a savage, unthinking animal. Therefore, we're going to kill you. Yeah, and this is a really nice little bit, but you didn't notice last. You hadn't noticed before. No, because the the in the screen behind the the window behind the um the panel the time behind the the judge bench, bench, yeah, bench is um you can see the liberator come into yeah, view. there's little white little spots white coming spot down into view. It's so tiny, like it's such a little detail. Yeah, and it's just sweet. I would never have looked for it probably. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. But it's not the first time they've used that shot. Do you remember the remember in um uh, Shadow? 
when I mean when when the sort of liberator comes into the yeah, window, yeah. So but it's very That's obviously the liberator yeah. yeah this one is just a this little this one's coming speck. in a lot faster yeah and um, suddenly alarms all go off and they ooh, say there's something ooh, coming in unidentified ship on attack run yeah yeah and it's Chupapa's voice which is what we were talking about last week too it's Chupapa's voice um, um, they all stand up and turn around and um, then all, all hell goes yeah Travis off. makes a, a break uh, makes a, goes for somebody's gun and gets it and does this cool stunt where he jumps out of the door he jumps out like, and he like jumps into the air through the door there's absolutely <laughs> no reason you need I wish I could sh- like he jumps up like a ballerina he's yeah, got one yeah. knee up and he's boom yeah uh, <laughs> and there's absolutely no reason why he would need to jump through the door like that like you could no you could skid through the door or you, you could can walk, dive. He can walk through the door. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, right. it wasn't closing down. But the, the implication there is that that door is sort of a safety door and it's shut and now every, every, it's been everybody inside yeah. there is dead because it's been decompressed. But as he comes out, he shoots the tall red-headed dude. Yeah. And, um, then, and then Pa confronts him and says, I can't let you go, sir. Um, and they get right close and personal. He's like, come on, Pa, you know. No. I can't let you go, sir. And, and instead of shooting him, Travis elbows him in the head. And says, I can't let you go, sir. Boom! <laughs> Some of us weren't hypocrites, were we, Carl? That's what we should have said before. That's um, Travis's sort of final comments before his sentence. Yeah, the Ferocious run by hypocrites and, and supported by fools. Yeah, I'm glad to be rid of you all. That's right, yeah. Um, and so he says, yeah, some of us weren't hypocrites, were we, Carl? And so, it just is, again, a really nice little indication of their relationship. Yeah, and um, he's acknowledging that neither he nor Pa are hypocrites. Yeah. Uh, they're devoted to their duty and they're, you know, 20-year yeah. men. Still, and still fucking terrible people because they yeah. kill people. But yeah. yes. But not hypocrites because they know that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't want to get into discussions of um, service in the military because I don't I, – I know why people join the military and I know that it's sometimes the only way you can go. But as an institution, like you don't want to be um, – down on individual service people. Basically. No, that's right. No, it's we're not, it's not, absolutely not. Yeah, it's not. It's not the. It's not the people in the service that are the problem. It's the but way it's that the service is structured and it's an what, what it does. Examination of military culture. Yeah, yeah military culture itself is the problem, not the people who are in the military. Some of the time, unless you know they're the ones perpetrating the culture. Anyway, the um, that could be a very in-depth podcast about uh, things. Yeah. So. Yeah, not at all funny. I have very little dick jokes in them. Don't care that much about. So, so he runs off. And then it comes to Sir Land's office where she's like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. She's getting damage reports and, and like, um, uh, casualties. And then T- Travis bursts in and says, hi, and rising all the time or something like that. It's really <laughs> right. quite cool. And then she's like, he's it's like, who floppy was hair it? going on too. Yeah, he's like, who was it? And she's like, we think it was Blake. And then he's like. Travis says, yes, I'll okay. put that in because that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's like, what do you want, Travis? I want to escape and give me a ship and the trigger circuit for my gun arm. And she's like, oh, you think so? He's like, yep. And she gives it a little bit of thought. She's like, oh, and you'll hunt Blake. And he's like, yes, while well, you hunt both of us. Mm. So it's a good deal for Serverland because, you know, she he's doesn't escaped. Worry about anymore. Not her fault. That he's, well, it kind of is her fault. She hasn't thought of the Blake thing out Blake, um, But, uh, yeah, so he's off to hunt Blake. And um, she's going to hunt both of them. And it's quite a good outcome for her. So she gives him a ship. Yep. With some new toys. Some new, ta- new toys on them. And she has this long chat with Pa yes. about, you know, I want a ship. Uh, uh, and I want the well, I want stuff on mutoids and mutoids, and it's quite clearly the unconscious part. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> responding to this. Um, it's and, not the prisoner and, and escorts guy. Yeah, no, it's not him. It's Pa. It's definitely <laughs> Pa. And um, and then off he goes, and that's it. And that's the end. Oh, can we, can we go back to the, go back to the, 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 the slide wheel, which is terrible. Slide, slide whistle, which is um, you know, resist the, resist the host or your oneness will be absorbed, which is the whole metaphor for Blake resisting yes. the Federation as well, which is 
uh, the spit planet was trying is, to absorb him. He's like, nah, I don't want to be absorbed. Kind of Therefore, I'm going to fight the Federation. Yeah, because okay. that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> is it, Megan? Is it a good analogy? <laughs> is it? Possibly not. It? You can never, I can never tell. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the slide whistle on the episode is, I would have quite liked to have met this Zilla of yours, says Avon. It's not often you meet a philosophical flea. And um, Villa comes up and says, that's the stuff that legends are made of. And then, yeah, then Avon says, then again, maybe they're not oh, laying off that on common. And they have a good old belly laugh. A real belly laugh. Belly laugh. And I really think it's hilarious. They do. Hilaire. Hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, so, and that's the episode, which is the episode of Two Halves, one of the best, and it's the best of episodes and the worst of episodes. And, and it's funny because we talked very, very briefly about what happened on the planet. If you have listened to the bonus episode, you know it goes on for fucking yeah, for ever. ages. Ever. It's like he's down there for so long. And they pad it and pad it and, and pad it. it's so boring. Yeah, it's really it's just, dull. Oh, no, please. Yeah, and the good bits. They could have made the good bits longer. They could have very easily made the good bits longer. Or put some other good bits on the liberator. Like, or, or give, me some, more, give me a couple more conversations have with a, some, and Have some mate. explosions yeah. out in space. With, have the, you know, do, I don't know. Yeah, also, A1 just comes up with a detector shield. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe like, ah, all sorts of things I could have done. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so, did you like this episode, Megan? Uh, yes and no. I yes think we've no. just covered that. Yeah, I think that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love, tri- I love yes trial. No. I love trial. Spit planet, not, not my yeah, planet. Yeah, saliva planet, not really. No. Um, yeah, just crying shame, really. It is. I, um, do, I, I, I mean, I rewatch this one a lot, but I always fast forward the Zilbins. Yeah, so I, I just know. Just yeah, so it's good if you've got a spare twenty minutes up your sleeve. Skip yeah. the zill parts and just read the back of the card. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, um, but what about you? Did you do you feel the same way? Or? I do. I do. Yeah. Two, two episode of two halves. One half was shit. One half was great. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I said I, I just I can remember like I've watched trial the trial section of this so many times I can recite. Yeah, well, I think you probably I can too. That's yeah. We probably probably could have done that. Uh, okay, I'm a long way away. I'm off mic. But okay. Hey, Megan. Right. Yes, Imogen. Did you have O'Brien? I shall return to them. I bet you I did. I bet you it's the same one as yours. I have a suspicion that we're going to have the same Brian. Yeah, I reckon it's the same Brian. What's your Brian? Prisoner and escort <laughs> reporting for duty. And <laughs> then the comic cool march. He is. Yeah, he's totally. living his best life. And it's less the character and more the actor going, I am going to give this one 150%. It's just, it's perfect. In Bachelor Turns, you know, because there is no such thing as 150%, but he's given an 150%. He'd be what? He'd be in his 60s now, I reckon, that guy. I would, would love have been... to track him down. Yeah, no, oh, God, yeah. He'd be, he's I'd like, um, I'll cut this bit out, but he's like um, coffee guy in. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think he's doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he off to? There's no need to cut that out, I don't think. (laughs) But, yeah, he has has just thrown his heart and soul into that part. And um, if I saw him on the street these days, 30 years later, I reckon I would recognise him. Yeah, I think so too. I reckon I'd go, you're the prisoner escort dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I was going to say about him. Um, So that's Double Bryans. (laughs) 
He's living with the. I mean, the thing is, you could say you could make an argument for um, Travis as well because he's having a great time. He, like, he's at the end. Yeah, that's true. And at the end too, he's like, "Woohoo! Look at this!" And then also, yeah, probably a runner-up, Brian, for that dive out the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that completely unnecessary start. <laughs> I need to put like a boing. I yeah, yeah. Boing, don't Actually, we should start keeping tally of completely unnecessary stunts. Yes. There's a guy. Do you know that the guy who's a stunt coordinator and also who's in who's lots of the stunts uh-huh. in the show? His name is Stuart Fell. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And you see him interviewed in some of the bonus material from the old DVD. His name's Stuart Fell. Oh, I love it. And he's a stuntman. Like, he's a proper stuntman. He's, he's the body that falls off the cupboard in Mission to Destiny. Is he? The one yeah. that got up there with the, yeah. with, with, with the picking with it up? With the man putting it down. What's it called? The, uh, cherry the one who got put up there with the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put up there with the, with the crown, cherry picker. Um, uh, and he's yeah he does heaps of stunts and he says you had to be careful not to let your face get shown Obviously, because yeah. you <laughs> because you couldn't be the same person dying every time so um oh, well. I, don't know, I might watch that one in slow motion to and see if it's not not cosplay Travis actor who does it I wonder if it's Stuart Fell I mean all it would be involved is just diving and jumping <laughs> on a mattress but completely unnecessary oh, yeah, so, so the other argument you can make for another Brian would be the part because again just. Still yeah. Acting oh man, so good and just yeah. I mean, but not really having a lot of fun. Got to say, hasn't had a fun life. I no, 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 no. Par himself. I want to do some housekeeping. Yeah, sure. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Jeff Love's Big Disco Sound for our intro and Terry. outro music. Sorry, no, that's Terry Love. You got it wrong. I'm never going to get it right ever again. I was just just fucking around. <laughs> that actually, that um, that song came up on the Blake Seven group on Facebook. Who yeah. I also like to shout out to if you're a yeah. Blake Seven I fan. Blake Seven groups. If you're if you're a Blake Seven fan, have a check out because there's it's very active. Yeah, um, for, for a forty year old show, it's a forty. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. For a forty year old show, there are a lot of people, and I've, I've seen a couple of new people coming. Lots in, of youngins in the twenties, like us, and stuff. like us little whippersnappers in our mid forties. <laughs> no, no, these guys are in their twentties. Wow, that's actually, so no, I think cool. one of them's eighteen. But I'm that just is like, so cool. It's great. I'm just really pleased that we've got people coming into the show late. Like, yeah. Um, this late in in its life, but that early in this. Yes, that's um, right. Uh, shout out to Claire Fass who has done. Our um, in our logo. logo, and she's done some stickers and stuff, which you'll get if as a present. Be a patron if you become a patron of ours. And to do that, you need to go to www.patreon.com forward slash classically awful. We have four levels, five levels: one dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, fifty dollar. Yeah, and five million credits. And if you want to just like give us all of your money, then That's just give us a buzz. Um, but yeah. the one dollar one is access to um, episodes a day early if Patreon lets me upload them, which I'm having been trouble, with. trouble with at the moment. Um, and you also get a card from our lovely a set stash. of cards. Yeah. I send that out to you in the mail. Um, five dollar, you will get uh, access to bonus episodes, like the bonus episode we just did. Yeah, the trial. and we've also got a bonus episode on web. The web, yeah. And we're going to do a bonus episode for Hostage because... Yeah, we're doing drunk episode. Yeah, basically they're drunk episode where you get to hear us um, sitting on my couch. You going, know, oh, own... this episode is hurting my brain. <laughs> Unfortunately, very <laughs> echoey in there, but um, yeah. And um, then up to upwards past that, you'll be getting things that are even better, like T-shirts, t-shirts and mugs and, and stuff. Cool so. stuff and merch yeah. and, um, yeah, and like maybe guest appearances, things like that. Yeah, we actually were going to do... Um, I, I don't know if this will work, but maybe when we get to a point where we've got a couple of patrons on a range of viewing, yeah, so yeah. we can do through Twitch or something like that. Yeah, where, where we all watch, where we can all watch an episode together and we can um, bitch at each other. We'll bitch at each other um, verbally, and you guys can 
type yeah apps. type and we'll read your comments out and, yeah and um have a good chat um because um, yeah we could also do like a facebook live stream of a viewing as well yeah, maybe yeah. at some point but yeah but Lots that's all in the fridge. As I said, that's when we get like billions of patrons. As yeah, bazillions of them. There's so many of you out there. Um, and uh, you're at Twitter. I'm at Megalula. And I'm at Imogen Rights. And you can hashtag us at Classically A. And we can. Oh, Kakast, sorry. Classically A is our Twitter and Kakast is the hashtag. It's the hashtag. And our Gmail address is classicallyawful at gmail.com. Yep. If you want to drop us a line. Please do. We like getting Links to fan fiction and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got, to, I've got to get back into sort of chasing up all this sort of stuff and kind of do a little bit more, being a little bit more involved on social media with things and getting in touch with peeps. But, well, we're um, all very energised now because we just started writing, which means we're, we're pretty much you know, the healthiest people alive now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And then also we've finished all of the children's birthdays. June, yes. July, August is a killer Terrible for time. us. Oh, I mean, I love my cello. kids, but God. Oh, love, love them. Balloons, hate, hate parenting cake. sometimes. So Maybe next episode, oh, we're going to send out well, next episode what's coming oh, up. Oh, what's coming up? We'll have to look at the program uh, we'll guide. We'll program guide. Next, it's coming up is killer. And... Killer this is, a killer of an episode, is okay. Off you go. It's sort of a bit of a bottle episode because they're, they're not really pursuing anything. No, it is, it and, is a bottle episode, and they sort of okay. Blake's anxious to be able to like, intercept Federation messages and needs the TP crystal to break their codes. On Phosphoron, there is not only a crystal but also Tynus. These have made of Avon switch an old ally upon whom Avon presses his claim of calling in an old debt. Who looks like James Crusoe? David, David Crusoe. David Crusoe. David Crusoe. It does look a bit like David Crusoe. Yeah. Avon and Villa teleport to the planet. And then meanwhile, there's some other stuff that happens. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, what else? We'll try and find um, the card for this one. Maybe read the back of the card yes. next week. Yes, to, we will. To, um, to compa- compare and contrast. I just think we could just do all we're doing the entire episode, just read the back of the cards. Yeah. That, that's, that'd be, that's probably not a great pod. Probably not. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Right. Have fun. Bye. Bye.